0: Hey, this is Rob, and that's Micaiah, and you are listening to You Forgot One. Today on You Forgot One, Sean Corey Carter. You know him as Jay-Z, and we want to talk about his best album. Micaiah, you and I both nominated Jay-Z's 2001 album, The Blueprint, at the start of this season, but... As has become kind of a norm for us this season, as we spent weeks and really almost months now with Jay-Z's catalog getting ready to record this episode, we're not entirely sure we got this right. So before we talk about the albums, plural, that we're going to talk about in this episode, tell us a little bit about jay Z.
1: Yeah, this one, I, of all the episodes we've done, it's like Michael Jackson and Prince were two, I don't even think we asked, who's Michael Jackson, who's Prince? And I feel like Jay-Z is kind of the same. Like, do we have to do, who is Jay-Z? Because, I mean, he's still like one of the largest figures, even though what's, what what I've found interesting is that people just a few years younger than me, I'm born in 1990, people born 1995 and later think of Jay-Z as Beyonce's husband, and like the guy who like features on like Beyonce songs. I
0: mean, his certainly his best solo album in the last ten years is 444, mm-hmm. which is kind of his response to Lemonade. It, it's kind of Jay Z's response to um, one of the best Beyonce albums that talks about uh, his infidelity and the near destruction of their marriage. And so it is interesting thinking of people who are younger than us, and how their relationship to Jay Z is entirely predicated upon the fact that he is married to Queen B.
1: Yeah, it's it's really strange because I mean, they they don't really have like an understanding of just how important he is to like hip hop in the mid to late 90s through the early to mid 2000s like they don't understand that like he kind of was like yeah, hip-hop culture i mean like quite li- i mean just like
0: yeah there's you know, a 10-year period there like 1996 to 2006 where Jay- jay-z kind of defined hip-hop
1: i mean truly i mean like what was in like mainstream hip-hop what was in mainstream hip-hop like from that time period can all kind of be traced back to to jay-z i mean the way people talk and also the way that hip-hop is used in comedy and i think this is what goes against jay-z for younger generations because i so much of the lonely island is them riffing on jay-z yeah like his bravado his ad libs his wit his humor uh very easily gets transported onto like the Lonely Island. He creates a brand and he kind of creates like what hip hop is going to be post, you know, the death of of biggie, especially, you know, what, what, what could hip hop be, especially in the East coast moving forward. And he even tries the jiggy thing, the, the, the Diddy puff daddy kind of thing on the second record. And then, like reels it back right away. It's like, no, that's not it. Yeah. And then on hard knock life is, I mean, reasonable doubt is already like a full formed, fully realized album. But hard knock life is a very comes on 98. Um, sounds a lot like what he's going to do for like the next 10 years. I mean, he's really planning some deep roots there for what like the Jay-Z sound is. And I mean, he really does kind of, dictate mainstream hip-hop and then by dynasty you know he's working with the neptunes and kanye and then by the albums that we're going to talk about later blueprint and the black album um neptunes and uh, kanye especially are working more with him and that really becomes For my ears, for someone who grew up, you know, I turned 13 when the Black Album came out, so perfect age. So -hmm. when I think of mainstream hip-hop in the 2000s, that sound on the Blueprint and the Black Album are kind of like the definitive 2000s hip-hop sound. Probably, even if I'm not going to say he's among my 10 favorites, easily among the 10 most important hip-hop artists in the history of hip-hop, if for no other reason than demonstrating just how successful you can be in hip hop. And that's a big part of the Jay-Z mythology and mm-hmm. a lot of what comes up in uh, the content of his, of his lyrics is how successful he is. And the more he goes on, I think the more, the reason why we're looking at that 10 year or so stretch is because as he goes on, he's so wealthy that he really is like unrelatable. Yeah like the next few albums he's he's so wealthy it's just like bud i'm sorry i don't know what it's like to go fly to mykonos or whatever like it's like i i can't relate to anymore so then when he starts doing songs about what it's like to be beyonce's husband oh well i know who beyonce is i I have a touchstone for that i like your your wealth is so like fantastical to me i have no understanding of what it's like to be that rich but i know it's like to be in a relationship even though you're Yours is with Beyonce, you know, so I think that's why like 444
2: mm-hmm. is this
1: most celebrated album of the last 10 years because it's not about being wealthy. It's about being an asshole. I think that we want to kind of bring this
0: conversation to again, recognizing that Jay-Z over the course of his career, um, and especially over the 13 solo albums. There's this thing in 1996, Reasonable Doubt comes out, and out of the gate, he's letting you know who he is on this album. And like you said, from 1996 to about 2005, he really kind of defines hip-hop. In some ways, the 2003 release, The Black Album, he releases it kind of as his career swan song he he expects after releasing the black album that he's done that he's going to retire and uh fade to black of course is the famous concert film of the show he did in madison square garden during this period of time and so we we really want to look specifically at this kind of golden era of jay-z this reasonable doubt to the black album and in that span of eight albums three of them have been considered not just among his best, but among the best hip-hop albums of all time. And so we have decided, because how we see Jay-Z's catalog, that maybe picking the blueprint as our choice is not as obvious as one might think. And so we're going to start off by looking at Reasonable Doubt. We're going to then transition to 2001 and look at the blueprint, And then we'll end by looking at 2003's The Black Album. And then, Micaiah, we'll kind of decide based on how we rank these albums, which one should make our list. So, listener, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to let you hear from our sponsors, Mirror Coffee Roasters and Spotify for podcasters. And we will be back to talk all things Jay Z. I want to take a second and tell you a little bit about mirror coffee roasters mirror coffee roasters are pursuing excellence from coffee farm to cup the goal at mirror coffee roasters has always been to use coffee as a tool for change whether that's a bag of coffee on your kitchen counter or creating a sustainable, human-focused sourcing practice that goes far beyond generic marketing labels. No matter how you enjoy your coffee, Mirror Coffee Roasters is here to help you on your journey and elevate your coffee experience. I want to encourage you to go to their website, MirrorCoffeeRoasters.com today, and check out their coffee box a four-bag sampler box of some of their best coffees from Colombia, Guatemala, and Ethiopia. Check out Mirror Coffee Roasters today.
2: Check, check, yo. I'm making short term goals when the weather falls. Yes, put away the leathers and put ice on the gold. Chili with enough bell money to free a big willy High stakes, I got more at stake, than Philly. Shopping sprees, copping three Deuce fever, IS's, Pull. fully loaded, ah, yes, Bouncing in the Lex Luger, Tire smoke like Buddha 50 G's to the crap shooter. niggas can't fade me Chrome stocks beaming, through my peripheral I see you scheming, stop dreaming, I leave your body steaming Niggas is fiending, what's the meaning? I'm leaning on any nigga intervening With the sound of my money machining My cup running, over with hundreds I'm one of the best niggas that done it Six digits and running you yeah, niggas, niggas don't want, want it. it. I got the Godfather, Flo, the Don, Juan, the Marco. Swear to God, don't get it fucked up. I'm taking up this time yeah. Yeah. to give you what? peace of my Three. mind. Cause yeah. you can the hustle. Or do you think you want? Huh? Huh. Damn. Baby, one Damn. day you'll be Damn. a star.
0: Micaiah, let's start at the beginning the very first album released by Rockefeller records, the very first Jay-Z album, reasonable doubt from 1996. Uh, I want to start with the rankings. Yes. This album from 1996 was originally ranked 248 on the very first iteration of the Rolling Stone 500 In the 2012 iteration, it was 250 dropping two places. But in the most recent iteration the 2020 reasonable doubt 67 a top 100 album a top 70 album based on the Rolling Stone writers what do we need to know about the debut album from Jay-Z
1: well you know it it depending where you put the end of the golden era of hip hop i think a lot of people put it at some people say it's 93 uh, when Midnight Marauders and Enter the Wu-Tang came out, it's kind of the last day. But people now have been extending that to like ninety-eight, uh, so it's it's kind of in that in that kind of that awkward spot. Uh, you know, it's post Ready to Die and post Illmatic, but before things like Miseducation of Lauryn Hill and Aquemini, and, and then you know. MF Dooms 99 album, you know, so it's in this, the sweet spot for someone like Jay to break through, you know, um, AT aliens also comes out there. I'm sorry. I'm going to look for any excuse to talk about outcast if I'm not careful, but, but it's important though, because I mean, in 96, AT aliens comes out stakes is high by de la soul. Uh, the fourth tribe record. There are other, uh, all eyes on me, Mm uh, by Tupac. This is a good year for hip hop so for a newcomer to break through. You know, against all of these legacy acts, it's a big deal. And 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 I mean he in this broke through in a big way. Um I mean of course it helps that Biggie features on one of the tracks, you know, so he kind of christens the record in that way. Um and it's good. I mean start to finish this is good and it's it starts a lot of the kind of classic Jay-Z isms, mm-hmm. you know, um, his, his word play, his sample choices, the use of Scarface, you know, uh, all, you know, the, okay, I'm reloaded stuff, you know, so like that kind of new era of gangster rap in a way um, that still seems threatening and violent Um, but it's still, but more than, but it's, it's weird because it's rooted in things like something as fictional as the movie Scarface, which is based on like, you know, a real person, but Scarface is, you know, pretty much total fiction. But this is when like Scarface becomes completely appropriated by hip hop, Mm -hmm. you know, also Illmatic, but you know, same period. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of like a new a new phase of of hip hop, especially like the gangster stuff. But also, Jay Z brings an authenticity that maybe hadn't been there before uh, for a lot of people who were taking on the gangster rap. You know, we had talked about N W A earlier, right? And Dre, right? Dre, not a gangster, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've seen the pictures of him in the eighties, you know, like not not a gangster. Right. Jay-Z, you know, and and Biggie too, right. Were, you know, uh, at least gang affiliated Mm -hmm. and um, had
0: had done time.
1: Yeah. And, um, and had, you know, been drug dealers, you know, and and affiliated with that and um, been in some very life threatening situations that really give you some perspective when you're a young artist, mm-hmm. you know, when you know, you've, you've seen uh, so much in terms of, of drugs and violence and death and poverty, you have a much different perspective than a lot of 20 year olds. Yeah. You know, so, he, what he's bringing is something that's so authentic that it's just instantly appealing to people. And that's something that he's going to bank on for the rest of his career. You know, the more and more famous he gets, he still tries to remind people about where he came from and how hard he used to be. So even like into his forties, it's one of those, it's a well that I think that he goes to too often Mm -hmm. where it's like, Hey man, you're so far away from this that like, and you've rapped about it so many times, you don't really have any new experiences anymore. But when you go back and listen to reasonable doubt, this is an artist who is hungry and who, who has it and knows he has it. And with this opportunity, you know, takes everything that he has and puts out one of the great hip-hop debut albums.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I'll say about Reasonable Doubt. It, it is, uh, for all of the things we could say about this album, it is a phenomenal debut. And it's clearly a debut, uh, again, of a guy who has been... He's been paying his dues for years leading up to this release because he's able to call in a whole lot of favors on this album. Mary J. Blige is on this. Notorious B.I.G. is on this. Foxy Brown's on this. Memphis Bleak shows up. And not only that, the producers credited on this album, there are songs by DJ Premier. There are songs by DJ Superman, Clark Kent. Um, there, I mean, and, and not just big hits there are deep cuts on this album that have a whole lot of folks showing up on them and so it, it is a fully realized debut album which not many hip-hop artists have the opportunity to do and as you've already alluded to earlier on in the intro it's something he has a hard time continuing it's almost like he comes out so so kind of fully formed that as soon as he starts transitioning on his next two albums it's 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 almost like he he's trying too hard to do what is popular at the time instead of defining what is popular at the time and so what reasonable doubt does is something that really he doesn't go back to until you get to I would say to the blueprint, but at least hard, not like volume two, but McKay, I want to ask you about this. As we, as we think about reasonable doubt, as we think about this album, it does bring to mind the question an artist who comes out with this strong of a debut album, why does an artist like that in your mind, why does an artist like that want to so quickly kind of pivot away from some of the things that work on this album, which he definitely does over the next two albums.
1: Yeah.
0: And I guess in a, in a bigger way, one of the things we have talked about, not so far on this episode, but we've talked about Jay-Z on other episodes on this podcast. And you have made the statement before that Jay-Z is perhaps the most self-correcting artist of the last 50 years. And so mm-hmm. I, I want to give you an opportunity as we think about kind of how strong this first album is and kind of how he kind of pivots away from that, but then how quickly over the next three albums he, he self-corrects. And so I want to give you an opportunity to kind of flesh out that idea some more. Jigga,
2: Jigga, 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 and hey, yo, peak the style and the way the cap sweaters. The uh-huh. number one question is, can the feds get us? Uh-huh. I got uh-huh. vendettas and dice games against uh-huh. ass betters and niggas who pump wheels and drive jettas. Take that with you. Hit ya back split ya. Uh-huh. Fuck fist fights and lame
3: scuffles. Uh-huh. Pillowcase uh-huh. to your face, make the shell muffle. Shoot your daughter in the calf muscle. Uh-huh.
2: Fuck a tussle, nickel plated. Sprinkle coke on the floor, make it trouble made uh-huh. Most haters uh-huh. can't fade uh-huh. While well, y'all pump Billy, really, I run up and stunt silly. Uh-huh. Scared uh-huh. so you sent your little man's come kill me, uh. but on the contrary, I packed the Mac Millie, squeezed off on him, left the paramedics breathing soft on him, what's your name, who shot your mob ties like Sinatra, uh.
3: Peruvians tried to do me in, I ain't paid them yet, trying to push 700s, they ain't made them yet, Rolex and bracelets, frostbit bit, rings Two niggas riding away, call me
2: Igloo, Sticks, who, oh? where you from,
1: We're clear going out for all, Yes, I'm sorry. You
2: don't stop.
1: Best style,
2: uh-huh. style. You won't stop. Nigga. What? 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 Jay-Z, big smalls, nigga, shit your drawers. Brooklyn, represent y'all. Hit your falls, you're crazy. Think a little bit of rhymes can play me. I'm from Marcy, I'm Varsity Chump, you're JV. Joseph Jay-Z. Nigga,
3: name My uh, bed style flows malicious. Delicious. Fuck three wishes. Made my road to riches. From 62 to gym stars, my mom's dishes. Graham chopping, police
2: van docking. these at my doors knocking. Uh, yeah, 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 No more mister. Nice guy, twist your shit. The fuck back with the pistols. Lay- Hot like Cajun, Hotter than um. even holding work at the day's end With New York plates outside get a body there your right
3: Keep your hands high Shit gets steeper uh. Here comes the grim reaper Frank White right. 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 need the keys to your innkeeper That's right Chill homie The bitch in the show told me You're holding more drugs than the pharmacy You ain't harming me So pardon me Pass the safe Before I blaze the place And hit six shots just in case
0: and
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not perfect I'm about to say but he's almost an every other album artist by like oh every other album is a classic is like a masterpiece you know so like Reasonable Doubt I mean a lot of people hold that up as one of the great hip hop one of the great records of the 90s one of the great hip hop record the debut hip hop records and he's one of the best MCs and it's one of his three best you know like it's you know beloved you know but you know in my lifetime volume one this is after the death of Biggie and Tupac, so he he leans into the Diddy thing, and Diddy's a producer on that record also, mm-hmm. and I think he thinks he's going to fill in that spot, and he puts on the shiny suits, and he tries it out, and he's just and it's just, it's not him, and he knows yeah. it's not him. He's like, I got to correct, uh, Volume Two Hard Knock Life, and this it becomes a thing like using the Annie sample. Mm-hmm something so kind of silly and old it works and, and not hip hop at all. Yeah. Cause it doesn't come from disco or funk or R and B or soul music. It comes from Broadway, little orphan Annie, mm-hmm. but making it something so hard that kind of becomes the thing that he's kind of known for eventually with things like the blueprint and the black album you know, especially when Kanye starts to tap into you know those kind of stranger sources for samples. And there are other great songs on Hard Knock Life, but that's probably the most iconic. But I mean I think Life of Times of S. Carter is also really good. And in the dynasty, not a fully great record, but still there are like two or three songs on there Yeah. They keep him in the conversation. Mm -hmm. as being one of these people who can move records because he has, with each album, even if they're whack, not whack, but not as iconic as Reasonable Doubt, like he, you know, um, you know, he just has a few songs that just really change the game. Mm -hmm. You know, either in the production style or with you know, uh, his flow, his rhymes, right? Who he is as, as, as a lyricist and a rapper. You know, but then... Right, the blueprint changes everything, but then he does blueprint two. And blueprint two, I know you, it's it's in your bottom five. But for me, I, I have it even lower than you, you know. And he tries to do like a double CD, and it's too much. And mm-hmm. he brings in Kanye, he brings in the Neptunes, he brings in Big Boy and Killer Mike, he brings in Rakim, and it's cool. All these people are there, but like it is still not right. But this is something that he does. He tries to you know, it's, it's so kind of crazy to try to do blueprint part two. Yeah. Like to openly be like, that was so successful. I'm doing blueprint part two. It's yeah. just like, uh, I don't know that that's where it's at, but then there's the black album.
0: Yeah. And, and I, and I think to your point, like I don't think the black album happens without the blueprint Two. I, I think working with that many people, that many producers, uh, I, even if, even if the results on the blueprint Two even if the result does not succeed the way that he wants it to there's mm-hmm. there's something he's finding there with working with that many people like he he's almost by the time we get to the black album he's almost moving into this idea of like being a curator of hip hop even though he's the one who's who's going to be the mc on all of this like mm-hmm. he he kind of recognizes that he gets to pick and choose who he works with and what he's using. He he's he's more thinking about it, not not a producer in the hip hop term. He's really thinking of these albums as an executive producer. He's really moving into that kind of CEO persona mentality that that really kind of as we've talked about earlier, like has served him well, even mm-hmm. though it has made him, you know, wholly unrelatable.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, and after the black album, though, it's Kingdom Come, which is not not very good nope. but after that the american gangster soundtrack which is kind of the sequel to reasonable doubt is because yep. it it's, it's him revisiting all of the stuff from reasonable doubt but with a decade behind him so with a new perspective and with samples from um other you know like like curtis mayfield and like other like kind of black exploitation soundtrack stuff for the movie you know american gangster you know so there's something really interesting happening there in the music and with the content like the lyrical content but then it's oh i had another successful album i'll do blueprint part three like no that's not that's not it and then it's magna carta which is not very good either but then 444 so it's it's kind of like an every you know it's just like Sometimes I'll be like, "Well, that was really successful, so we'll do that again." Okay, no, that's not what they want. Um, maybe I'll do this. Like, maybe I'll do like Kingdom Come. No, that's not it either. You know, so it's just like, but he 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 always lands on his feet, though. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's always he always he always gets there. Um, but like like what you're saying, he he is more of like a Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney was not the greatest animator at the Disney Studios. He wasn't the greatest script writer, but he knew who those people were and how to get them and how to put his name on it and put a stamp on it you know um you know which is i wish is to say that jay-z is a great capitalist yeah and he may be a greater capitalist than he is you know an mc almost
0: yeah i mean <laughs> yeah you, you, you hate to say it so blatantly but like he is really good at making money yep um, i
1: mean but but that's i mean that's that's 90% his of his lyrics I mean like yeah. that's that you know that's you know so
0: but I think also to say that like one of the things that we a theme that in three seasons of this podcast we have gone back to over and over again is how few people are cut out or built for fame mm. Jay Z seems to be built for fame in mm. a way that even a lot of for as much bravado as there is in hip hop there's a lot of there's a lot of hip hop artists that are not built for fame. They're not built for huge success. Yeah, and and Jay
1: seems to handle all of it well. He knew how to invest. He knew what to when he had all that money. He knew where to put it and how to use it. He knew what to invest in, and that was in himself first, and his label, and the people he believed in. Yeah, and I mean that's really what it comes down to, you know. But then of course other things like champagne sports teams rock aware you know like you know uh you know and now and now i mean but that created another model for other people you know i mean wu-tang was doing something similar also but you know the, the run dmc thing is just like wait adidas is making money off of run dmc run dmc should be making that money you know so it's, it's that kind of thing i think you know so not to be taken advantage of, but to, to make the money for yourself. You yeah. Know, not, not just to have people make money off of you.
2: The better that we don't touch let us that Stack cheddars forever. Live treacherous, all each set of us. To the death of us, me and my confidants. You shine, you feel the ambiance. Y'all niggas just rhyme. Body else though accumulates like snow. We don't just shine, we illuminate the whole show. You feel me? Factions from the other side would love to kill me. Spill three-quarters of my blood into the street, let alone the heat. Fuck them. I hate a nigga loving his life in all possible ways. No defense is bugging my life. Hospital days reflecting when my man laid up on the up High block, he got his size sprayed up. I saw his life slipping. This is a minor setback. You're still all we living. Just dream about to get back. That made him smile, though his eyes said, "Pray for me." I do you one better and slay these niggas faithfully. Murder is a tough thing to digest. It's a slow process, and I ain't got nothing but time. I had near brushes, not to mention three shots close range. Never touch me. Divine intervention can't stop by. From drinking my ties with Tata down in Nevada. ha 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 Word life, I in crazy way without rap. I was crazy straight yeah. pot, and I'm still spending money for 88 history, me. Yeah. I'm out for history, me yeah. I make you and your whack man Vote like bad hands, roll like Monopoly Advance you should copy me like white crystal I throw the most of the end of the fiscal year Then these niggas could wish to The dead presidential candidate With the sprinkles in the presidential Ice, down will offend you In due time when crime flees my mind All sneak thieves and player haters can shine but until then, I keep the trillion cut, diamond, shining brilliant. I tell you half the story, the rest you fill it in, long as the villain wins. I spend Japan in to ten major events. Catch me in the joints, convince my iguanas is fighting. J-A-Y hyping, controlling, manipulating, I got a good life, man. Pounds and pence, enough dollars, make sense. Why you ride the bitch? Catch me swinging for the dead president, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Let's do... Your top five songs, what are, what are your top five songs Unreasonable Reasonable Doubt in the order they appear on the album? And again, knowing that we're going to cover three albums, let's, let's not spend too much time talking about it. But let's just talk about the five songs that are our favorites on this album and what it is you like about them.
1: Okay. Um, today, Politics as Usual, mm-hmm. second track, uh, because, I mean, it sounds so current. And I mean, it sounds like a record that Jay Z could put out today. Uh, Brooklyn's Finest, of course, you know, with with Biggie. Uh, Dead Presidents Two, I think, is an iconic, an early, just like iconic Jay Z track. That if you're doing the best of, if it's a 14 track or a great 28, Dead Presidents Two is on there. Um, uh, feeling it's great um there's someone here that i want to choose but don't want to say out loud um Mm -hmm. listeners at home can look at the track list and figure out uh but coming of age i think is just a fantastic track but in a true you forgot one fashion i i totally missed one and if you have it then i'll say i'll say win okay but i feel stupid because i missed one
0: yeah, so for me, I'll start with Can't Knock the Hustle. I think, man, you know, mm-hmm. the first track on a debut album has to do so many things. Um, I, I think Mary J. Blige singing on it is, you know, obviously elevates it that much further. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think just such a strong opener to this album. So Can't Knock the Hustle, uh, Brooklyn's Finest, obviously with Notorious. I mean, in in a world where, where Biggie is not gunned down. Um, I I love that alternate reality where you get more of Big and Jay working together. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a beautiful picture. I'm going to do 22 twos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ain't no N-word with, mm-hmm. with Foxy Brown. And again, I mean, I, I, I love Foxy Brown coming in on this is, is, is well done. And then I'm also going to do coming of H got it got it that that's that's my five today I, i'm with you as well i think politics as usual is is another great one uh dead presidents too another great one um yeah but that's that's where i'm at today
1: yeah i mean the one two, you that, were forgetting it wasn't 22 twos, but that's a great one because it has the tribe mm-hmm. you know reference um no i was gonna say um what do you uh, can you i live two?
2: Watching every nigga, watching me closely. My shit is butter, for the bread, they wanna toast me. I keep my head, both of them where they supposed to be. Hoes will get you sidetracked and clap from close feet. I don't sleep, I'm tired, I feel wired like Cody. These days, a rubber gotta admire me. From four fiends away, my pain was shit was quick to see. From selling canes and brains with fried to a fricassee. Can't lie. At the time, it never bothered me. At the bar, getting my dog on properly. My squad and me, lack of respect for authority. Laughing hard, happy to be escaping poverty. However brief, I know this game got valleys and peaks. Expectation for dips, for precipitation we stack chips. Hardly the youth I used to be. Soon to see a million. No more big Willie. My game is grown. Refer you call me William. Illin' for revenues. grateful for lemon like Channel seven. News round seven Jews, head in the, the mic. mic. Forgetting all I ever knew. Convenient amnesia. I suggest you call my lawyer. I know the procedure. Lock my body, can't trap my mind easily. Explain why we adapt the crime. I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. That's how we own it. Live at the main event. I better trip them out. We own it. Presidential suites my resident, you for the weekend. Confidentially speaking in code since I sent you beacon. The in don't before my game is mental, we both out of town, dawg, what you trying to get into? Viva, Las Vegas, see yeah. ya, later at the crap tables, meet me by the one that starts a G-up. This way no fraud willies, present gambling, they re And we can have a pleasant time sipping margaritas, G-G-G, yeah. Can Can I live? Can I live? My mind is invested with sick thoughts that circle like Alexis, Lexus. If driven wrong, it sure to hurt you. Do level like duplexes. and unity, my crew and me commit atrocities like we got immunity. You, you guessed it. Manifested in tangible goods. Platinum Rolexed it. We don't lease, we buy the whole car as you should. My confederation, detonation. Explode on detonation. Overload the mind of the said patient. When it boils the steam, it comes to it. We all fiends, gotta do it. Even righteous minds go through this. Intruders, the street schoolers to spend our money foolish, bomb with jewelers and watch for intruders. I stepped it up another level, meditating like a Buddhist, recruited lieutenants with ludicrous dreams are getting cream, let's do this, it gets yes so I keep one eye open like CBS, you see me stressed, right? Can I live? Can I live? Can I live? Can I live Can I live
0: So, reasonable doubt, a top 10 hip-hop debut album. Rolling Stone says it is not Jay-Z's best. Um, what is currently number 50, the highest ranked Jay-Z album in the Rolling Stone 500 and one of the five highest ranked hip hop albums, The Blueprint, released on September 11th, 2001. And this is the thing that I think it's easy to forget. It came out on Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that the world fell apart the week this album came out, it still sold almost half a million copies in its first week while all of that was going on. Yeah. Like, in and of itself, that is a phenomenal feat. To date, it has gone double platinum um, 2.7 million copies. Micaiah, what Rolling Stone says is the best Jay-Z album and one of the 10 best hip-hop albums of all time. What do we need to know about the blueprint, an album full of hits?
1: I mean, that's it. I mean, the, the 9-11 thing is really important. There are kind of three albums that kind of circle 9 Yeah. In terms of the way we talk about them and they're all highly celebrated albums. One, we've already talked about Yankee hotel, Foxtrot, you know, it's, it gets leaked on the internet around nine 11, but the physical copies won't come out until 2002. And that has nine 11 legacy stuff all over it. Bob Dylan's love and theft, which we somehow haven't really talked about as many times. We've talked about Bob Dylan. We've talked around it. Yeah. Um, but then the blueprint is probably the most well known mm-hmm. um for sure, even though you know those are all three beloved albums. I mean, you said it already, right? Blueprints number fifty on the Rolling Stones. So it was this thing that I guess people needed they 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 needed something other than nine eleven footage because we all watched the footage over mm-hmm. and over. And over and over. I mean, constant. We were constantly watching the footage of the towers. We were watching as the news would unravel, uh, breaking news in the Middle East and uh, what what Bush and Cheney were doing. I mean, it, it, I mean, we, it's nine eleven has been so memed and joked upon now. You know, tragedy over. You know, over time equals comedy. Um, but I mean, it was really horrific and really scary time. And it was everything you watched and everything you thought about. And even if you were in the middle of the country, you thought your city was next. Um, You know, and I, you know, so people needed something else. And Jay-Z provided that. Yeah. You know, And and it's much safer to go out, get a CD and listen to it than it is to like go to a movie theater even. And September is a dead month for movies anyway. You know, so... You know, it just it just it hit at the exact time. Now, do I think that the blueprint needed nine eleven to kind of boost its kind of legacy? No, not necessarily. But I do think that has happened. I think that they're the people who were twenty one mm-hmm. when this record came out in their twenties, in college or late in high school. Um, who are now these list makers. I think that is an an important association that they cannot remove.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think think the fact that he is such a New York artist, I'm with you. I I don't know that the tragedy of nine 11 elevates this album, but I do think we have connected those two things over time. And I think that it's such a fun album. I mean, in in some ways, we were talking about this kind of turn. You know, volume volume one and volume two. Uh, you know, after he does reasonable doubt, you get this kind of whack album in '97. You get uh, volume two, hard knock. So you get in my lifetime, you get hard knock life. Um you get him doing this kind of like fun shiny suit diddy thing you know this kind of bad boy records thing a little bit that he tries on and yet the blueprint is more fun to me than so much of the 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 big the bad boy records stuff it's than the the diddy stuff like oh yeah there's there's so much fun on the blueprint like it it is so tongue-in-cheek his his sense of humor is coming out in so many ways on, on the tracks on this album. And man, I mean, the obviously four tracks on, uh, you know, four tracks on the album are produced by Kanye West, who by this point is really demonstrating that he is an exceptional hip hop producer. Um, But you also get Timbaland, you get just blaze, Uh, You get Eminem, you get bank, like you, you get some phenomenal producers. And again, going back to this idea of Jay understands how to get what he needs from the right people to make the best album. And I think to this point in his career, I think to, you know, 1996 to 2001, I think the blueprint is overwhelmingly his best album. If we're talking about just those first five, For six, sorry, for six albums.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and I mean, uh, volume three, Life and Times of Sean Carter, you know, or S. Carter, you know, that has Big Pimpin' on it, Mm -hmm. which is a huge, iconic song. And you can see a lot of Big Pimpin' kind of just like start to finish through the blueprint. Yeah. Whereas kind of like the standout track on S. Carter, it's kind of the through line. Yeah. In blueprint, you know, she's just like, what is like is as if he's like, what if I took like the most iconic songs from like my last couple of records and made the whole record like that pretty much. You know what I mean? She's like, Oh, that's a novel idea. Make a nothing but bangers album. Yeah. Try yeah that. You know, but in that, in and Swiss beats and Timbaland are all over S. Carter dynasty is his first time working with the Neptunes. Uh, I just want to love you, which is again, a, a huge iconic, track uh the kind of the sequel to that you know will kind of appear on the black album and kanye is on that record too uh this can't be the life which is an okay song yeah it's an okay song on a pretty good album but jay knows like kanye is is the next thing Mm -hmm. that's that's one of jay he's in a point now on his sixth album where he can say okay I, i i know where this is going and so I mean I'm ready to do maybe top 5 songs now if you want to do top 5 for blueprint
0: I think any serious conversation around what is Jay-Z's best album and what is what is among the 10 most iconic hip-hop albums of all time I think the blueprint has to be a part of that conversation. And, and I think, you know, just to acknowledge going into the season, I think for both of us that was behind our nominating this album is that there is, there's so much iconic to it. Again, every song's a banger. Like, I mean, literally uh, of the 13 tracks, 11 are released as hip hop radio singles. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, seven end up as hot 100 singles. Like this, this is an album full of hits. Um, so I, I think choosing a five here could could go a lot of different ways. Yeah, uh, but since you went first with reasonable doubt, I'll give you my five in the order they appear on the blueprint. Um, okay. I'm, I'm gonna start with the third track, Izzo, H to the ISO v to the is a. Um, man, you want to talk about a song that introduced, a new way of talking to an entire culture i mean this this song it literally changed the lexicon of culture for a decade after it
1: yeah i mean reason reasonable doubt has a little bit of that too mm-hmm. um but reasonable doubt didn't have kind of the cultural impact that the blueprint did yeah so i mean foshisi mine is i mean just like i mean that was like but like that, that also became the thing where like in a teen movie, you would have the white kid who thought he was a rapper going One for shizzle my nizzle. Like yeah. it be, again, it became like that <laughs> that silly thing. Like a Seth Green would come up or something. Yeah. And or they, like a they, Sean William Scott, and they would say something like that, like yeah. H to the Izzo, throw your diamonds yeah. up. And like it became like that teen movie. Like oh, that kid sucks. And, and you're right, like that because of the ways in which that
0: because of the ways in which culture ate that up and then it became um, a, a joke unto itself. I, mm-hmm. I think it's I think if you're if you're alive now, like if you're someone who your your first taste of Jay-Z is how you experiencing experience him today there's so much you're going to listen to and it's going to sound like a really dated joke yeah. because you're going to miss out on how he, he really did. It was, it was, it was culturally resetting for so much and that's why it became such easy fodder for all of those movies and those characters is and, because and of how much it changed the the culture. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean like Foshizi became like the new, like, you're like, well, I'm, you know, well, I'm Rob stone. And I'm here to say, like, it became like that kind of just like easy to go to like low hanging fruit of like white kid trying to blend in hip hop thing. Yeah. You know, but that being said, yeah, you know, the song is just undeniable banger of all bangers. Right. I mean, this is, if you have to put one Jay Z song in the hall of fame, it might be this it's probably this right yeah
2: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the eighth wonder the world the flow of the century oh it's timeless ho thanks for coming out tonight you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with me i appreciate that uh H to the ISO, V to the A. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. Was serving them in the home of the Turpins. Got it dirt cheap for them. Plus if they were short with cheese, I would work with them. Boy, then we got rid of that dirt for them. Wasn't born hustlers. I was birthing them. H to the ISO, V to the A. For cheesy, my nizzle, keep my arms so breezy. Can't leave rap alone, the game needs me. Haters want me clapped, they chrome, it ain't easy. Cops want to knock me, DA want to box. Me yet but somehow I beat them charges like Rocky. H to the iso, B to the is a Not guilty. He who does not feel me is not real to me, therefore he doesn't exist. So poof Van Moose, son of a bitch. H to the iso, B to the is a Wisheso my nizzle used to dribble down ba h to the iso, B to the is A. That's
0: the end of the follow that up with the next song, Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, fourth track. Um, and then I'm going to skip all the way to the seventh track. Hola, Hovito, uh, Timbaland produced track. Um, one, not just one of my favorite tracks on this album. I think of all of the work Timbaland has done with so many artists. I think this is one of his kind of underappreciated deep cut hits. Um, okay. this is, this is the only song Timbaland does on this album. Um, I think it's an incredible beat. I like the song um never change another the ninth track another kanye west produced track and then my final track on the album uh is going to be Renegade produced by and featuring a guest verse from Eminem very good very
1: good yeah okay um mm. and
0: i and and just because we've we've covered Al Green this season I do want to go ahead and mention as well the closing track in a phenomenal Al Green uh, uh, Al Green sample
1: it's just harder than I thought but I, I'm going to say The Ruler's Back mm-hmm. because those horns rule yeah and I think it's a great tone to set for the album like in 2000 hip hop like right in 2000 Stankonia and Marshall Mathers LP and then 2001 is this I think those three albums are like so essential to early 2000s mainstream hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And this one really sets itself apart right away with those horns and that bass and that snare. Um, just just a great song and, you know, it. it is the, the Jay-Z thing of just like, here's a song about how great Jay-Z is. <laughs> um, but I like this one a lot. Um, but by the way, like,
0: that's also I mean... If there was any kind of defining characteristic of hip-hop music, nearly every artist, even the artist you think is the most humble, the artist you love the most, nearly every artist has a song that is, here's a song about how great this artist is.
1: I mean, we both love Fife. Yeah. That is what Fife did. That's all, yeah. But but Fife would do it while calling himself the Funky Diabetic <laughs> or Dr. Pepper drink a lot of soda so they call me dr pepper you know like that's so different than just being like i can fly anywhere i want to can't you believe this it's Mm -hmm. just like i guess you've made a lot of money i can believe it you know i mean like it's just so different because like there comes a point where jay-z's flow is much less impressive you know so when people are just like can you believe that jay-z doesn't write anything down i'd be like yes (laughs) i can (laughs) because he'd be like all right (laughs) Let's let the beat rock on this one for a little bit longer. It's i just like, I, oh, <laughs> you you ran out of shit to say.
0: You know, it's it's funny
1: you mentioned that. So
0: it's it's the thing we really start to see on the blueprint.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're
0: definitely going to see it on the black album. There is a whole lot more of space filling mm-hmm. in in his rhymes. Uh, I, I mean, let let's just be real about it. Like if you take off all of his shout outs in space fillers on the blueprint, y- you could shave four and a half, five minutes off this album.
1: Yeah. If not more. Yeah. <laughs>
2: woo, 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 woo. Uh, and niggas. <laughs> So, I want to thank everybody out there for their purchase. I surely appreciate it. But you're about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Right or wrong, just what I was feeling at the time. You ever felt like this? Vibe with me. Walk with Just vibe with me. Yeah. gather round hustlers that's if you're still living and get on down to that old chick rhythm here's a couple of Jews to help you get through your fit in prison, a ribbon in the sky keep your head high, ah young Vito, voice of the young people mouthpiece for hustlers, I'm back motherfuckers, your reign on the top was shorter than leprechauns, you can't fuck with ho, what type of X y'all on I got great lawyers for cops, so dress warm, charges don't stick to duty, Teflon, I'm too sexy for to jail like I'm right, said Fred <laughs> I'm not guilty year- Now give me back My bread Mr. District Attorney I'm not sure If they told you I'm on TV every day Where the fuck Could I go to Plus Hold on, not run Hoes stand and fight hold the soldier Hoes been fighting All his life So What could you do to me It's not new to me Sue me Fuck you What's a couple dollars To me But you will respect me Simple as that Oh I got no problem Going back I'm representing For the seat With Rosa Parks at yeah. map Apple was shop With yeah. Martin Luther Was popping. So off we Go, let the trumpets blow And hold on Because the driver of the mission Is a pro The ruler's yeah. back, uh,
1: yeah. back. Yeah. The ruler's back I am going to choose As my number one Uh Not number one favorite But just because we're doing yeah. Our so you appear on the record Two is O you know, hope I mean, this is when I when I think of this time. Like, what was hip hop like in the early two thousands? I could be like, just play that song.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah.
1: You know, like what? Well, you know, my when my grandchildren say, what was it like when you were, you know, eleven years old?" It's just like, uh, boom, there it is. Like nailed, like nailed it. That's that's the song. That's the vibe. Yep. Like all of it. So that's I have two. Um, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Because the just blaze beat is just yeah, just dope as can be. That boom tap boom ta. I mean, like, that's I love that. Um And then there there's kind of a run here that like Jay-Z hasn't figured out how to tap into his sensitive side yet. Mm-hmm. So like Never change doesn't like really work for me. Okay. Um, song cry. So, song
0: cry is 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 for me one of the one of the misses on this album.
1: Yeah, it just. I but he's trying something new. Yeah. And I appreciate that.
0: And there's and there is a through line between like song cry and never change to 444.
1: Yeah. The, but, but but by the time he gets to 444, he has figured out, I mean, also the times have changed. So he, yeah. you can, you know, but like, as those well things where just like, okay, how am I going to make fun of like Nas or whoever for like taking ballet lessons as a kid. And then later also try to seem vulnerable, but also like the baddest guy in hip hop. It's like, Hey man, just let go of trying to be the biggest, coolest guy. Yeah. And I, I think eventually he gets there. Um, but anyway, so then I'm gonna say um, "All I Need," which is just another just like a great beat, cool track. You know, very very similar in some ways uh, to "You Don't Know." I feel like those are kind of related. Ugh. All right, and then for fifth, uh, since you said "Renegade" already, um, I'm gonna choose "Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2. Okay, uh, the hidden track. Um, girls, girls, girls is fun. I mean, right? It's a, it's a reference to an older hip hop song, and uh, you got some cool features. I mean, the the other one has Q-Tips, Liquid, Rick, The one that you chose, mm-hmm. um, and the one that I chose allegedly has Michael Jackson. I I've heard this track many times. Listened for Michael, never heard him. But alleged I mean, that's every on the internet you read, and we've all heard since the record came out that Michael Jackson is on that track uncredited. Yeah, I've I've never heard it to my ears. I don't believe it. Um, But nevertheless, I think that that beat is great, and I think that uh, it's a Kanye beat. Um, And I think that his flow, because the beat is, um, pretty unconventional. Um, by the standards of the rest of the album, um, his flow is changed. Um, it, it's just a little bit more impressive mm-hmm. because the beat itself is a little bit more impressive, um, and uh, and it doesn't have a line like uh, "Which Indian are you, dot or feathers?" All you got to know is I'm not a hoe, uh, you know. So it doesn't have like kind of like kind of like cringy you know, yeah. lines like that that the other girls, girls, girls has um but yeah so that kind of that's kind of a wild card pick for number five but i'm gonna stick to it because i listened to it again today and i was like yeah this track rules
2: i love girls 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 i do adore you put your number on this paper because i would love to date you holla at you when i come off tour Woo! Got this smarty art chick to whom I posed this question. I read a couple books to add to a soul's progression. To put this in lamest terms, I gave her some knowledge. She gave me brains in return. She had to drop out of college. No, all she does is homework. I give her in-house tutoring. In and out, I'm moving through her student body union. And she call me professor, say daddy come and test her so she could fail on purpose and repeat the semester. I'm like, at this rate, Maya never graduate. She said, I ain't no fool. I make it up in summer school. I love girls girls girls, 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 girls you put your number on this paper because I would love to date you. at you when I come off
0: let the sing so breathe easy and girls 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 part two are, are the two hidden tracks on the album um hidden tracks you know really if you're only listening to it on CD which again for those of you who don't remember the CD era like the hidden track at the end of a closing song was was a big deal because again you got eighty minutes to fill, so you could have a song end and have four minutes of silence followed by hidden tracks. And so one of one of those things that like was a a really special part of the CD era mm-hmm. that in some ways we have lost now.
1: And you know what? I'm glad you you mentioned just kind of the CD era because I think that the blueprint maybe one of the best albums of the CD era. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that this CD, like, like we're out of, we're done with tapes. We're done with LPs for a while. Like this CD I think was super important because everyone bought it on CD. It was kind of like maybe one of the first Jay-Z records to come out where like everyone bought the CD. It was like, Oh, I have the CD like, or I have the tape or LP, which definitely wasn't popular, but like this CD in particular, I think was kind of one of the big CDs of the early two thousands. I know that doesn't really make sense, but like it had like a blue tint to it, you know, mm-hmm. like there was something very, you know, so of its time. Yeah. That, that CD, so really something to it. Um, Yeah, you know, cool cover is, of course, it's in blue and he's smoking a cigar. It's cool and, you know, it's a a great record. There's some, he's trying new things, not always succeeding. But then again, like we said, you have something like Izzo, Hova, where it's like, okay, well, that's a defining song of the entire era. Yeah. You know, so that's how many albums and how many artists ever do that almost none. But I think that that track itself is greater than the album it's on. Interesting.
0: I would agree with that. Something about really great albums becomes more than the sum of their parts. And so in some ways, like I I get what you're saying about the strength of Izzo as a song. And, And I'm, I'm with you. I do think it is an era defining song. I think, again, probably the most important, probably the best single of his career. Mm -hmm. I think that it helps that a song that strong comes on an album that strong after, in fairness, three albums that had at least a hit or two on them, but not much else beyond that. And so I I think that kind of as we were talking about this album, that idea of like, well, let's just take the things that have worked on those hits and do an album like that. Um, I I do think that that is clearly the effort on blueprint. And like you said, there, there are some swings he takes that miss. Um, There are some songs that haven't aged well. There are some lines that haven't aged well, but all in all it, it is a tremendous album. Um, if if I was doing a list of top 100 great, great albums and top 100 great songs, um, Izzo would end up higher on the list of songs than Blueprint would on the list of albums.
1: I guess that's kind of the point I was trying to make, I think. I think that, yeah, I think that's,
0: yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. What's fascinating to me, and we've already talked about this, is he follows up this incredible album that is so well received critically commercially and kind of goes back to the same. Well, some more, Um, you know, mostly with, with other stuff that came out of that studio time, but then he also goes back into the studio with a few of these producers to do even more for blueprint two or blue, you know, or originally blueprint two then blueprint 2.1 to try to pare down that Uh, that, you know, monstrosity of an album. But I think what he's finding during that year that is 2002 is he's figuring out how to get what he wants from each producer. And, And I think he's also discovering the different shades of himself that each producer brings out. Mm. And there's something that he's, that he's really responding to. And so if blueprint two and and therefore blueprint 2.1 are kind of discovery exercises, the execution of that idea is on his 2003 album, which he releases to, to be his final album, which, you know, at the time that he's releasing this album, he's releasing it as his retirement party. Um, After the album comes out, he does um, a sold out Madison Square Garden show uh, that is then filmed um, uh, called Fade to Black that is supposed to be kind of the end of his career in hip hop. So, again, we're talking a 2003 album representing just eight years of releasing albums for him. And this is going to be his eighth album. And he releases the Black album in 2003 um, with... A I mean, with a, with a hall of fame of production credits on on this album. And again, some really big hits on it as well. in some, in some songs that even if you're not super familiar with Jay-Z, you will recognize five, six, seven tracks on the Black album.
2: The Brooklyn Boys Over so one last time I need y'all to crawl Now what the hell Are you waiting for After me There should be no more Over so one last time Nigga make some noise Who you know Fresher than ho Riddle me that the rest of y'all know where I'm lurking yep. at Can't none of y'all mirror me back Yeah, hear me rap, it's like hand G-Rapping is prime, I'm young H-O Raps grateful dead, back to take over The globe, now break bread, I'm in Boeing Jets, Flow Express, out the country But the blueberries still connect, on the low, But the yacht got a triple deck, but when you Young, what the fuck respect, yep, yep Grand opening, grand closing Goddamn, your manhole, crack the can Open again, who you gonna find over the head with no can? just draw Inspiration, sure you gonna see you can't replace him with cheap imitations These generations Can I get an on call? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn balls so But one last time I need y'all to brawl What the hell are you
1: waiting for? I'm gonna, uh, jokingly I say this But I do want people to watch this Because it's so funny Watch the SNL Jay-Z biopic With Mike O'Brien as Jay-Z um that'll catch you up on the history of jay-z a very accurate portrayal of jay-z is is mike o'brien as jay-z which is one of my favorite snl things of the last like 10 years (laughs) um highly highly recommend that but no i mean this this is a 20-year record that has probably aged better than any jay-z record before it yeah um you mentioned there are like four just iconic tracks right um Encore, uh, Change Clothes, Stirred Off Your Shoulder, 99 Problems. hmm
0: No, but I mean a Kanye West a Kanye West produced song, Neptune's produced song, Timbaland produced song, Rick Rubin produced song. Um, you know, I would also throw in the public service announcement, just blazed, yeah. even even
1: though it singularly functions as an interlude. Um and Lucifer uh, also, the other Kanye West one. I mean, just like that. Yeah. Those five alone are just like so iconic I mean mm-hmm. like it's none of them are as iconic as, as you know Hova but 99 Problems might be because 99 Problems I, I bet there are people born around the time of this album that know 99 Problems but a bitch 8-1 is a phrase that don't know it comes from Jay-Z
0: yeah. I hold, I, would, yeah, I think that's true.
1: I I bet people know that phrase but they think of it as just like early bird gets the worm. 99 problems but a bitch ain't one. Like it's become <laughs> that just like yeah, ubiquitous, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like it's 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 how people talk. People talked about people will be like, "Well, 99 problems and covid ain't one. Mask up you guys." You know, like like it became like a like it's always there there's always a reason to say 99 problems, but you know, and that's an example of a Jay-Z jokey thing kind of going the right way because 99 problems with a bitching one is funny already. I want to say two more things about the black album that make it interesting. Okay. Is I think there are two reasons why people don't immediately go to this one as being the best because I think, these things kind of work against it. One, the gray album.
0: I love the gray album.
1: Rob, give us a couple minutes on the gray album.
0: Brian Burton, who is known by the producer name danger mouse in 2004, um, really seemingly for no other purpose than just the fun of doing it. And the idea that, Jay-Z has released the Black Album, and of course, famously, there is the Beatles' White Album. Producer Danger Mouse, the one and only Brian Burton, decides that he is going to use the music from the Beatles' White Album against the vocals of Jay-Z's Black Album to create the Grey Album mixtape mashup remix, however you would classify it. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. Um, if you want to see, you know, you've heard us obviously talk about, uh, people like MF doom, uh, um, Matt villain, like you, you've heard us talk about, uh, Jay Dilla, um, and obviously a lot about Kanye West, Brian Burton, danger mouse, who has worked with a lot of artists in the last 20 years. um, really kind of created his own calling card with the gray album. And and there are artists that he went on to work with that have, have credited the gray album as the reason they chose to work with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and you can find, um, you can find most of the tracks from the gray album streaming on YouTube. We'll share one with you right now. That's my favorite uh from from the album if you
2: haven't girl problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but a bitch ain't one i got the rap patrol on the cat patrol folks that want to make sure my cast is closed rap critics to save money cash holes i'm from the hood stupid type of facts those. If you grew up with hoes in your zap toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. I like beat with radio if I don't play they show, they don't play my head. Well, I don't give a shit. So, rap mags try and use my black ass, so advertise to give them more cash for ads. Fuck I don't know what you take me as, or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has. I'm from rags, the richest niggas, I ain't
0: for me you you said kind of one of the things the black album has against it i i don't know many people in the general public who aren't you know huge music nerds like we are and mm-hmm. based on the fact that you are now an hour and 10 minutes into listening to this episode just like you the listener are i don't know many people outside of us who are aware the gray album even exists so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to imagine that like that's a, a strike against it
1: well I, well but music critics who make these lists yeah are yeah so it's one of the things where it's like the black album you know, has so many different forms that it exists in and those songs have so many different forms that I think take away from the impact of the record itself one being the gray album because some people will say, "I prefer the gray album to the black yeah. album. That's the preferred version for some people yeah you know but there's another element you know we're, we're talking of course about the Lincoln Park of it all because not only in 2004 is there the gray album, but there is the Collision course EP between Jay Z and Linkin Park. The first track is Dirt Off Your Shoulders uh, with Linkin Park's Lying uh, Lying from You, Big Pimpins, mixed up with Papercut, Jigga What with Faint, um, Izzo, and in the end, Points of Authority and 99 Problems. But perhaps most well known would be The Numb and Encore. Mm hmm mashup between them so you get these big hits from the black album suddenly intertwined with Linkin Park which not beloved by music critics right Linkin Park is not an adored act like say the Beatles so I think that kind of takes the piss out of the big black album songs but it is what allows other white audiences to get into Jay Z
0: Mm-hmm. What, what i'm hearing you say and i agree with it is the album was not allowed to stand on its own for long enough in a in a cultural landscape mm-hmm. to to be memorable as the album in and of itself yeah there, there were too many kind of reframings of that album too soon after its release Mm-hmm. For, for the album itself to have the kind of longevity it would need for people to, I think, kind of historically to go, oh, this is an all-time great album. Yeah. And so if, if that's what you're saying, I wholeheartedly agree with that point.
1: Yeah, no, that that's, that's exactly it. Because I, I think if people were in 2001 mixing up The Blueprint with Limp Biscuit,
0: I think <laughs> oh we would have... Oh my gosh, a, that'd be awful.
1: I think we would have a different view on The Blueprint. You know what I mean? So... But so, uh, yeah, so I think that's where there's like a tension with the Black Album. Now, uh, personally, I think the thing that the Black Album has going against it, like legitimately has going against it, is that it's um, probably the most confusing track list ever. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, can
0: I get into that? it functions like a mix CD put together by Jay-Z rather than functioning like a cohesive album.
1: Molly, my wife described it as just an album. You just listen to it on shuffle. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's start here. The first song is called interlude. How How can you prelude? You can start a
0: song with prelude. Yeah. You can have an
1: interlude to start. Yeah. Doesn't make sense doesn't make sense it's nonsensical so so the start of the album track one is called interlude which is an interlude which is actually a prelude okay Mm -hmm. track two is called december 4th which is legitimately a good opener yeah sean carter was born
2: december 4th Weighing in at 10 pounds, 8 ounces, he was the last of my four children, the only one who didn't give me any pain when I gave birth to him, and that's how I knew that he was a special child. Happy, what's wrong?
3: You look like
0: you've lost your best friend. Tell me, is it something that I've done again? You look like you've lost your best friend.
2: They say they never really miss you till you dead or you gone. So on that note, I'm leaving after the song. So you ain't gotta feel no way about Jay so long. But at least let me tell you why I'm this way. Hold on. I was conceived by Gloria Carter and Agnes Reeves who made love under the sycamore tree. Which makes me, I'm all sick of MC and my mama would claim. At 10 pounds when I was born, I didn't give her no pain. I go through the years, I gave her her fair share. I gave her first real skin. I made it for birth when I got here. She knows my purpose wasn't purpose. I ain't perfect, I care. But I but Cause my shirt Wasn't matching my gear Now I'm scratching the surface Cause what's buried under there Was a kid torn apart Once his pop disappeared I went to school Got good grades Could behave when I wanted But I had demons Deep inside That were would raised when get fronted Hold on Sean was a very shy child Growing up He was into sports And a funny story is At four He taught himself How to ride a bike A two wheel at that Isn't that special? But
1: to change in here, um, and we can we may get into some of these, so I don't want to spend too much time because we might get into these with top fives. What more can I say? Kind of an interesting track in the beginning of an album, mm-hmm. you know. Um, also, also the, the gladiator sample I think is kind of whack, but that's okay. Okay, the fourth song, of course, where else would you put a song called Encore but the fourth track? You know, like Encore, do you want more? It's like, well it's the fourth goddamn song, Jay-Z. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I want more. Um
0: You've only given me we're four songs in, and you've only given me two legitimate songs so far.
1: Yeah in a mistitled titled so, prelude. Yeah. So yes, more yes, more please. And then I mean but from there you get the Neps the Neptunes track, the Timbaland track. Mm-hmm. Uh Ninth Wonder is on mm-hmm. here uh with threat. Um, An Eminem track Rick Rubin Mm -hmm. But you know So like It hits a stride In the middle Yeah Instead of being Front loaded Or doing like A heavy encore In the middle Of this album It's just like Bam Bam bam, Just like Hit 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 Which is not How most albums Are built But then of course Track 10 to 14 Public service announcement Parentheses Interlude Yeah Which by the way If you have the LP it's not the first song on side three. It's the second song. So even though, despite the fact he says, allow me to reintroduce myself. So you have another interlude. Yeah. it is an introduction per his own words, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is hope, you know, so like yeah, public
0: service announcement really should have been the opening track of the album. Yeah. You think, I mean, like, or, or if not that, the closing track, which is my first, my first song. song,
1: you know, so like I think I think December 4th as an opening track and my first song as a closing track actually work really well together as bookends. Yeah.
0: And then, but, public, and then move public service announcement like at the legit interlude to the midpoint of the album, wherever you're going to do like the the LP break. But again, yeah, this is
1: somewhere, somewhere else because yeah. 99 Problems is what start side three. So, like, it's just so, mm-hmm. I mean, I but you, I, I don't know if this is like, okay, first generation iPods are out. People are shuffling their music. People have iTunes. People are shuffling their music. If the intent is you can listen to this album in any order yeah, and it'll still work. Then I guess he succeeds. Yeah. So, but like talking about reasonable doubt kind of it has more of a a narrative flow in like creating and building the myth of Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And Blueprint has a very intentional kind of front-loading the album with hits, and then in the back half, kind of opening himself up to the more vulnerable side, emotional side, you know, a side one, side two kind of thing, even though it's across, you know, four sides of vinyl. But the Black Album is just, it goes every which way. It's hard yeah, to grab yeah. onto it, but I think it's the best set of songs on any record that he has. And not for nothing, it's the shortest. It's actually under an hour, Yeah. which at this point in his career, until I think 444, is the shortest album. 14 mm-hmm. tracks, shortest album. You know, like that's, you know, so he's still making every everything count. You know, just like, hey, that's it's 14 songs, but it's only going to be this long, right? None, none of the songs overstay their welcome, you know, and it's a, a very, there's like one song I could cut, whereas on other ones, I'm like, you could have got that down to 10 tracks. I had like a near perfect album or like a really, really great album mm-hmm. here. I'm like, I mean, I can do away with one of these, maybe like one cut, like one skip. Um, so let me
0: ask, is it, is it a lore or justify my thug justify my thug? Yeah.
1: But then again, cool. He has Madonna on the track. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but it's a song that I don't particularly like. So Rob, yeah. do you have anything that you want to say about the black album before we do top five songs?
0: No, I mean, I, I agree with so much of what you said. I, I do think it is the wildest. Um, Yeah. it It's, it's a wildest sequenced album. But I do think there's something to be said for 2003, the reality that, you know, it's it's easy to forget. Like 2001, we're talking about the Blueprint as being this like definitive CD era album. And here mm-hmm. we are two years later. It's easy to forget in the early 2000s how fast technology changed. And by mm-hmm. 2003, like how few people were buying CDs, especially younger people, because... Than it was file sharing, or if it you know was like it was um, you know streaming, and you know early days of streaming and, and B three players and all that stuff. And so exactly what you're saying, like this idea of an album that kind of sounds like its time. But the reason I think that for a Danger Mouse, like seeing the connections between the Black Album and the Beatles White Album, is that it, the Beatles White Album, as great as it is. It's an album in so many ways lacking any kind of cohesion. Like it's just these it's just these four artists who make up the Beatles kind of being like, hey, I've written this and I've written this and I've written
1: like. And there it, are 30 new Beatles songs. Enjoy. Yeah. And so
0: there's something that I really like about the, that on the Black album, which kind of functions the same way which is Mm -hmm. just, like, no thought to, like, where the hits go or how you have the album, like, front-loaded or even what order you put it in. Just, like, Mm -hmm. all right, 14 tracks. Here you go.
1: Here's 14 new Jay-Z songs under an hour. Because the thing, the way at this point, you know, if you're downloading songs Mm -hmm. and you're putting them on iTunes, they're not necessarily being put in the order in which they're supposed to be. You're just downloading Jay-Z tracks. Yeah. So a lot of people... Who were listening to these songs probably never knew the order they were supposed to go in, especially if they just if they were just presented with these tracks, mm-hmm. and they were never labeled track one like one two three you know like sometimes you could you would download a file and it would it would say one and then the track title two then track title but sometimes just the track title well and and there, there like, was just
0: the, so many songs that were like mislabeled. So Oh yeah It's that thing where like You'd download You know You'd download the The Black Album And the first song Would be interlude And you'd be like Oh man Well what was the actual
1: First song meant It was it my first song (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Or was it the one where he says Allow me to reintroduce myself Fellow
3: Americans It is with the utmost pride And sincerity That I present this recording As a living testament And (laughs) recollection Of history in the making During our generation
2: Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO or the R-O-C. fresh out the frying pan. Into the fire, I be the music beer's number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper bearing my name. Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, ho, ho. Not DOC, but similar to them letters. No one could do it better. I check chatter like a food inspector. My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast. So that's what I'ma do. Take you back to the dude with the Lexus. Fast forward the jewels and the necklace. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect this. Shoot at you actors like movies. Say <laughs> the movie dogs. Now before I finish, let me
1: just say I did not come here to show out, I did not come here to impress you. Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here I'm gone. And I don't care what you think about me. But just remember, when it hits the fan brother, whether
3: it's next year, ten years, twenty years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack.
0: That being said, um, let's go ahead and dive into to top five songs on the Black album. Why don't you start us off?
1: This one's actually the toughest for me. But I really like December 4th. Me too. Great. Um, th- this is him looking back on his life with actually something interesting to say. Other than, you know, like the blueprint, I don't feel like... there was stuff in the blueprint that he wanted to say and didn't know how to say it yet. Yeah. And in December 4th, he knows how to say it and he's really comfortable saying it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to go with December 4th, even though it's not like a particularly like hard track, but it's, it's stuff stuff that he wanted to do on blueprint, but wasn't nailing yet. So I'm going to say that. um, How do I not choose encore? With those horns, I mean this is
0: mm-hmm.
1: now encore. This is this is an interesting moment, though. I am gonna choose encore, but the Kanye tracks on the Black album sound like Kanye songs. Yes, they do. They they sound like songs like that Kanye maybe reluctantly gave away. Mm-hmm. This and Lucifer, I, I feel like those are like those I was saving those for me. You get you get a sense of that Kanye's like, because so much of college dropout and graduation have the, those tones, mm-hmm. Encore and, and Lucifer. So, and you can tell that what was interesting is hearing those songs and being like, oh, Kanye wrote that verse, Kanye wrote that line, Kanye wrote that tag, yeah, because that is Kanye's voice. We know now what Kanye's voice sounds like. So we can identify where Kanye is stepping in as a writer Mm -hmm. also, not just producer and also singing the hook on some of these. So, but so I am going to choose encore the best of the Neptunes collaborations change clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Um, And ladies are pimps too. So we're going to go with uh, dirt off your shoulder. That's right. Uh, Timbaland. You know, just another great Timbaland uh, collaboration.
0: But again, another you know, another song where he spends a, seemingly an entire verse telling Tim just to hang back and. Yep. <laughs> but the beat's so good, you're like, I'll allow it. Yeah, but it's a Timbaland beat, and so you're like, oh man, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it just reminds me of being 13, so I'm gonna pull the nostalgia card on that one. That's
0: right. No, I'm. It's it's a phenomenal song. I'm not knocking it.
1: And. Uh, I wish I'd gone second <laughs> because I would have just chosen another set of five probably. Cause I feel like that'd be easy to do. Yeah. It's just, uh, but I, I mean, I can't, I hate this, uh, but I'm going to choose 99 problems. I mean, I went with like all the big ones, but like, how do you, how do you not? 99. I mean, 99 problems is a song that I know I like mm-hmm. because I liked it so much. And it was everywhere then, but even hearing it now, I'm like, this still goes so hard. 99 Problem is is the song where you're like,
0: man, how, how have Rick Rubin and Jay-Z not worked together before this? Uh-huh. But it also, I think, is so dem- demonstrative of what makes Rick Rubin not just a great producer, but uniquely a great hip-hop producer. Like, there there is something he understands about how to make a hook hit where where the beat should be, when to I mean like, I don't know what mad scientist thing Rick Rubin has, but he's got it, and he's showing it off on Ninety Nine Problems. So my five again, knowing what yours are, um December Fourth is such a strong, it's such a strong opener. But I'm gonna go to what well,
1: would be opener,
0: what what should have been the opener without the poorly titled Prelude um does not report such song on, you already said so I'm gonna go what more can I say
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it, the Buchanans showing up as as producers on this album um man just just a great track uh you already mentioned encore so I'm gonna save my Kanye West pick for later in the album. Um, I'm going to go threat so we can talk about ninth wonder Um, Mm -hmm. moment of clarity with Eminem. Again, I, I think Eminem and Jay have have Eminem, especially being still in 2003. So early on in his rap career and kind of really performing alongside of for now the third album in a row with this iconic now, you know, kind of era defining artist. Mm -hmm. Um and watching how or hearing how Eminem and Jay play off of each other is really
1: impressive. What's great because you know Eminem doesn't feature on it, but you can tell he wrote the chorus. Yeah. Because Jay sounds like Eminem. I I I I'm willing to bet that Eminem had a guide vocal Mm -hmm. and sent that. And when Jay's doing the chorus, he's just doing, he's doing it exactly like Eminem. Exactly. Because it sounds like Eminem in the same way that encore and Lucifer sound like Kanye. This does sound like Eminem in the chorus, which is fine. You know, people might knock us here and be like, well then doesn't that make it not a central Jay-Z? And I disagree. I think that like we're saying, Jay-Z finds out that he's a great producer executive producer and great at picking people and collaborators. So that would be essential mm. to, to Jay-Z. But I mean, just a really clever course tying in all of the albums, you yeah. know, building the dynasty, my hard knock life uh, beyond a reasonable doubt for the black, you know, it's just like, it, it's, you can sell really tell here, like, Oh, this is, you know, final album last hurrah kind of material it's just like all right that that's a wrap on jay-z there's we hit the highlights um but what could be a hit the highlights song you know would be uninteresting but it's not an uninteresting song at all It, it yeah i think i like it as much as renegade if not mm-hmm. i mean um i'm not gonna say more than renegade but i would say it's as good as renegade yeah
0: um i'm gonna go for my fourth i'm gonna go public service announcement good. uh it's just, I, I mean, it's so fun. It's so catchy. Um, just that allow me to reintroduce myself. Like, it's awesome. It's, it's, I, I mean, that's that's all I want hip hop to be, is is I want it to be that that flamboyant, that just big and showy. I want the beat to be that hard.
1: And now this is okay. I mean, this is this is what's great about these songs being cd era and early mp3 era because it makes every place you go feel like like a wrestler entrance music or baseball entrance music absolutely like, like even just like in school going to class hitting that classroom door or that building door and just swinging that open while while the beat drops on this allow they me to me reintroduce, me reintroduce myself this- bam, just like yeah. smack the door open on the, it makes you feel so huge. So cool. You know? So like, that's why I think this stuff was so successful in the, because it is, it's like, it's like sports entrance music and being able to music being now more portable than ever and more personal than ever. It's not just being on a boom box, but being in your headphones and your ear and your earbuds uh, just makes it feel that much more intense and more personal. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, you start to hear that in the music, music that's made for that kind of listening experience.
0: Yeah. And then my my fifth track is going to be the second Kanye West produced track on the album, Lucifer. And I'm with you. So Encore, because... So the the production on it, this, it, it is clearly, this is a song that or at least a beat that Kanye has for whether it's college dropout or late registration. Like this is something he's holding on to, you know, John legends on this, you, you know, you, you get that. But I think encore again, this idea of, Hey, this is going to be Jay's last album. Okay. Lucifer is the one that to me is way more interesting um, it's not as big and catchy as Encore is, but Lucifer is the one where you're like, okay, I, I would almost have rather seen what Kanye would do with this song.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm
2: from the murder capital, Will he murder for capital? Lucifer, of say, the you so you niggas changed Please, your baby. attitude for they asking what Lucifer, happened to you. Lucifer. Lord forgive him, he got them dark forces in him. But he also got a righteous cause for sending them a murder me. So I gotta murder them first. emergency. doctors performing procedures. Lucifer, Jesus, Lucifer. I ain't trying to be facetious. But, fringes his mind, said the Lord, you said it better than all. Leave niggas on death's door. reaping off respirators for killing my best four Haters, Lucifer, on permanent Lucifer. high haters. As I skate in the Maybach Benz, Fly this brown morning. sugar by the angelo in Los Angeles like an evangelist. For, for, I can introduce you to your makeup bring you closer to nature, ashes after they create you bastards. Hope you've been reading your songs and chapters, paying your tithes, being good Catholics. I'm coming. You for, you for
3: for of I'm from
2: the
0: Well, Micaiah, we have talked about the three albums that I think we consider to be among the three best or the three best of Jay-Z's career. So in order to figure out what we're actually going to put on our list, let's do top five Jay-Z albums, starting with number five, going up to
1: number one. Do you want to go first or would you like me to? I'll go first. Okay. Num- number five for me is Hard Knock Life. So, and then for four, um, I would say is American Gangster. Great album. I think I think that is his most underappreciated album. I think mm-hmm. it's way strong. Um, the number three, I mean, people, you can at me. And at you forgot one app you forgot one pod whatever or personally but I'm gonna put blueprint at three okay Uh, because like I said like the back half like there's just some stuff that just like doesn't work for me Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I can I can put it on and just have it on and ignore it whereas other albums I have on and I can't ignore it because the vibe is too great or the song is too dope but blue album other than or blue album blueprint other than like like a couple of just like unbelievable songs um you know just doesn't work for me completely like it does everyone else and i think it's a timing thing i do uh so the number two for me would be a reasonable doubt which i think is close to perfect for him Mm -hmm. for being start to finish great songs um a clear kind of through line and, 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 and motifs um, very interesting choice of samples. And of course, just like, you know, we, we, we talked a lot about, it. I don't have to say much more, but um, people are with me here. This one's a great pick, uh, but number one for me in doing this. me, may, may, I don't, I don't know if it's as best, but my favorite is the black album. Yeah. Maybe it's because I was 13 when it came out. Yeah, they, they, I can't ignore they, that. There's a lot in that. Yeah, I I can't ignore that. Uh Box also came out that year, so I'm always going to have like some like real intense feelings about you know some of the songs on Speakerbox and Love Below for the same reason. But, you know, so it's just it this is what it sounded like growing up is is this album in particular for me. So there is the nostalgia part of it, but listening to so much Jay-Z setting that stuff aside you know i think it is also just the most interesting like it's it's not just a bunch of songs about how wealthy he is or famous he is or rich or untouchable he is that's in there of course but there's stuff that you know he wasn't quite able to do before and he's going to go much further with 444 yeah you know, talking about his mom coming out and you know his infidelity so like it gets even more personal and i and that is also that's a top 10 for me for sure but blueprint is is a era defining record um it might be like in my mind like the mainstream 2000s album it's either this or stankonia um so yeah for me this is number one and if i had to choose even though we came in nominating the blueprint i would choose the black album for our list
0: so starting with number five i'm going to start with 444 um mm-hmm. which again I, you, know, you mentioned american gangster I, I i think a lot of that album as well but 444 has been the one as i have done this discography a few times over the last month or so it has gone up every time i've listened to it um i i one i love its tightness i love how short of an album it is i love the things he addresses i love the fact that it's so deeply personal i love the fact that it, it i love it as a companion piece to lemonade um which i think that's really fun to be able to do because like it's instead of it being like hip hop rap battles which are so much of what 90s hip hop is like. I love this idea that it's like the two sides of a relationship mm-hmm. kind of coming out in, in seeing what that looks like. Like, I, I think there's something fascinating about that. So, 444 would be my number five.
1: Well, of course, and I'll add this too Lemonade's 2016, 444, I think 2017, and then mm-hmm. 2018, they released The Carters. Yeah. They released an album together. I said it before. Jay zs a great capitalist.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, man knows how to make a dollar. That's for that is absolutely the case. Uh, number four for me is going to be Hard Knock Life, Volume Two. Mm. Um, again, I'm with you. Not a perfect album, but I, I think some really great pictures. I, I think you get you start to get a picture of Jay Z figuring out what makes him not just what makes him. Good, but what makes him marketable? And so again, tying tying it back to this idea of like Jay Z, the capitalist, like he's he's figuring out who his persona needs to be.
1: It's his best branding effort, yeah. To that point in his career, yeah,
0: yeah. And and so I see that Uh, number three for me. I'm going to put Reasonable Doubt, um, which again, such a strong debut album. I mean we've already said so much about it. I, I don't think it needs any more defending than that. Number 2 for me is blueprint in in maybe blueprint over reasonable doubt just because of the strength of of Izzo there's there's no track on on reasonable doubt that is that is nearly as big as as Izzo is. Yeah, I mean there there are other albums of his that have big hits but Reasonable doubt, I mean really it's it's such a solid album start to finish but it doesn't have like a mega hit on it. Mm-hmm. And that would that would kind of be the one takeaway from Reasonable Doubt and Blueprint has not only is it is it a really great album but man it does it have some hits on it and one of them is the biggest hit of his career. And then my number 1 is The Black Album. Um, I'm with you on that. I, I, I think it's just the one, uh, it's hard to believe this is an album that is almost celebrating 20 years, uh, in November, November 14th, it'll be a 20 year old album. And, uh, man, like it, it just still holds up. Like it's still exciting. Uh, there's so many things that I enjoy going back to and, and of course because i get to do it on spotify i get to turn it into a 11 track album and i get to resequence it so it, i i get to take what's already a great album and and make it even better uh so yeah i i think i think the reveal here is despite the fact that we both nominated blueprint we're saying the black album is our pick <laughs>
2: I got you, uh, uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go on, brush your shoulders off. Ladies, is pips too, go on, brush your shoulders off. Niggas, is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told you kid Turn up your shoulders, i probably on with the y'all. Probably be locked by the force, trying to hustle some things. Dad, go with the push, feeling no remorse, feeling like my hand was false. Middle to the lord nigga gripping my balls said the ladies they love me from the bleachers they screaming all the ballers is bouncing they like the way i be leaning all the rappers be hating Hope the trap that i'm making but all the love it just to see one of us making cake from the bottom with bottle to the top of the pot. Nigga, London, Japan, and I'm straight off the block. Like a running back. Kid it, man, I'm straight off the block. I can run it back, nigga, cause I'm straight with the rock. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga. Go on, brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps, too. Go on, brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told you kid.
0: So, Mackay, here's our question. Does this album deserve to be on our list?
1: Right? I mean, I think we knew when we started doing this that we would have a Jay-Z album mm-hmm. and it's taken us to season three because we were torn. And I don't feel torn anymore. I think I think the black album, The more I listen to it, I I think it's kind of the definitive mainstream hip hop album of the 2000s. And framing it that way in my mind makes it eligible for this list. And and just thinking about like the four or five big songs, just like I mean, like like half of this album is just like huge, incredible, iconic songs i mean like that's what what more do you want you know uh the the cover is iconic the list of producers i mean like there's just there's, yeah. there's so much that this record has to offer and i think it offers more than any other you know jay-z I, I think if yeah i mean i think this is the one if you want one jay-z album i think this is it um but also just think because we we've talked before just like does jay-z have a top 100 for us, you know, we, we 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 were so lost at one point. I think we kind of were just like I don't know, you know. But mm-hmm. the deep dive, I think, helped us. It, it helped me. I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. Doing yeah, the no, deep I, dive, I was just like, I think, I think the Black Album.
0: Yeah, I'm. I will say, I'm. Jay-Z. I am much more confident about the Jay Z pick now than I was in our first two seasons. Mm -hmm. um yeah i i I think just doing the time spending the time with his discography i i think i think for me it's the black album uh in in really i think the black album the blueprint the blueprint reasonable doubt i I think those three albums the three that have kind of historically for him all been considered his three very best Mm -hmm. I, i think pretty undeniably those are the three best yeah um And I think any, I think any reasonable person I think could have any one of those three, but I think for us, um, the black album makes sense. And so I'm, I'm being more confident in what the pick is makes me a little more confident in having it on our list. I do not know where it will end up on that
1: list. I'm kind of riding the high of the black album though. If I, if, we made our list today it probably pretty high because i've i've really been really enjoying the black album lately more than i have before i don't know what it is uh i've i've just really locked into it recently nice if i I made it today it'd probably be maybe it maybe be too high but i'm 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 like locked in on this album right now i i feel really good about this pick it's a little less conventional but you know if, if reasonable doubt It's just like, here's where I'm from. This is me. Here it is. And the blueprint is like, look how far I've made it. Mm -hmm. Aren't I great? The Black Album is a pretty good consensus of both. Yeah, I can get that.
0: Well, listener, what do you think? Did we get this right? Do you think it should have been reasonable doubt? Do you think it should have been the blueprint? Do you think it should have been something we haven't even mentioned should it have been hard knock life? Are you ride or die for Watch the Throne? Uh, let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at YouForgotOne, on Twitter at YouForgotOnePod. Of course, our website is YouForgotOne.com. And Micaiah, for every hip-hop fan who's listening to this podcast on their various platforms, what should they do right now?
1: Um, of course you should leave a five-star review. If you feel so inclined, Uh, you can even write a review, um, that helps other people find the show and it lets us know what it is that you're enjoying. And if you haven't already, uh, you should like follow or subscribe. Uh, that way whenever we release new episodes, they're right there on your listening device whenever they drop. Well, listener, we're going
0: to leave you now with the closing track from the black album. Here's my verse song.
3: I'm just trying to stay above water, you know? Just stay busy, stay working. i was telling you, like, the key to this joint, the key to stay on top of things is to treat everything like it's your first project, you know what I'm saying? Like it's your first day, like I wasn't even an intern. Right? That's how you try to treat things, like, just stay hungry.
2: Uh, 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 want to know why you don't stop? Y'all want to know why you don't flop? Let me tell you, B E bro, why I came from the bottom of the block? Ah, when I was born, it was sworn. I was never going to be shit. Had to prove that I was sick. I was bitch. Had to get my ride. had on eyes on the fries. Sean knew I had to, had to, had to get these chips. Had to make moves like Elijah Wan Started out selling dimes and nicks. Graduated to a brick. No exaggeration. My infatuation with the strip. Legendary like a schoolboy. Crush on any, any, any every, every chick. Heavy shit. That's how schoolboy got whipped and got left on some chest. Me, myself, and I on some true boy. Shit. had to voice through a place up, to a place of no return, had to play with fire and get burned, only way the boy ever gonna learn, had the lay weight in the cut, till I finally got my turn, now I'm on top in the spot that I earned, it's my life, it's my pain and my struggle, the song that I sing to you, is my everything, treat my first like my last, and my last. Like my first and my first is the same as when I came It's my joy and my tears and last laughter it brings to me It's my every. Like I never rode in a limo Like I just dropped flows to a demo Like it's 92 again, man And I got O's in a rental Back in the stool again, no problem It's a whole lot simple When you think back You thought that you would never make it this far Then you take advantage of the luck you handed Of the talent you've been given Ain't no past seven Ain't no no slipping, ain't no different, from my blocker hit gotta get it, why the getting good, gotta strike, why the iron's hot, When you stop, then you gotta fit it, good riddance. Goodbye, this is my second major breakup, my first was with a pager, with a houthi, a cook pot, and a game, this one's with the stew, with the stage, with the fortune, maybe, maybe not the fortune, fortune. but certainly not life, my pain and my struggle, the song that I sing to you is my every Treat my first like my last and my last like my first and my first is the same as when I kiss it. It's my joy and my tears and my laughter it brings to me. It's my everything. Treat my first like my last and my last like my first and my first like the first song I say. Woo! It's like the blues, Go ride out on this one. Ta-ta, be high. Yo, I remember you was making them dances for them niggas at Radio shit. Kent. I was good looking out, nigga. Carlene, who ever thought we'd make it this far, homie? Shop, you can't stop us. You know what I'm saying? Many yes. Jane, what up? Robbing the bank. Niggas thought we was crazy, man. Remember, uh, you had that fucked up ass hand You was writing all the numbers that we was spending. Now, your yes. videos, we was doing ourselves. Steve, what up? Original flavor now. Your counting was crazy, wrong and shit. But we we still put it together. What's up? We went to St. Thomas in the uh, off. The dog peed on homie leg and shit at his crib. I think that was rude. And they have having a little trouble with the pool. You and Ty, Top laughing. Emery was there. What up, Emery? What up, Top? <laughs> Hip hop, what up, man? Hey, hey, hop. You ain't you ain't have no uh. You ain't had no motherfucking seat on your on your bicycle. Now you uh. Head of black music, that's what I'm talking about right there, homie. G, what up, G? Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, bro. Hey, Guru, I know you small, man. I be taking them shits in one take, you don't have to punch, nigga, shit. You gon' be tight. OG, what up? I'm a little upset that you wasn't involved in this whole process, but it's all good. What's up, Dash? My whole family, my nephew, cousin Angie, what's up? T.T., Mom, you made the album, how crazy is that? Blah, blah, rest in peace. My pops, rest in peace. Sup, AJ. Biggie Smalls, rest in peace. <laughs> nigga, I- I'm about to go golfing, man. Hey, I might even have me a cappuccino, fuck it. I'm going somewhere nice with no mosquitoes at, nigga. Holla at you ship